DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Hey there, draft community. Welcome back in to the Key Pass Collective. My name is Joe Williams. I'll be your host here for another episode of this wonderful podcast that is, of course, the audio companion to the Draft Society website. If you've not checked out the Draft Society, I mean, I'm sure, uh, what, 93% of you have, but if you haven't, uh, if this is your first time, you got to check it out. It's going to help you dominate your draft league. Um, We've got several different features on there, some of which actually discuss uh, various different types of scoring, but mostly we're, we're going to be focusing on the Fantrax default scoring. Uh, but we do have player projections on there, rest of season rankings. We've got, um, we've got just general rankings, consensus rankings from the entire staff at the Draft Society. We've got statistics. We've got articles, um, set piece taker tracker. Uh, trade advice forms, ghost point trackers. I mean, it's, it's all there. Uh, some of it is behind a, a bit of a, a subscription paywall, if you want to say, for $5 a month. But um, we don't think that's too bad, and we, we sure do put a lot of work into it. So if you want to check out the Draft Society, if you want to dominate your league, go ahead and head over there. Uh, I think it's going to be worth your while and worth your time. So we're back after another uh, ridiculous game week, uh, double game week, I should say. Because uh, of course, you know there were some some insane scores that I'm sure we'll we'll discuss here today. But um, but yeah, we're we're on the eve, of course, of of yet another double game week because you know doesn't seem like there there is a week anymore that's not a double game week. But uh, well, aside from game week thirty, but prepare yourself in a different way for that. So all this is on the horizon. How the hell do you prepare yourself for that? That's exactly what we're going to tell you today. Uh, so we'll talk about game week 29 and game week 30 and, and get you prepped for those. We're also going to sort through some listener questions. Uh, but first, we are going to talk a little bit about just double game weeks in general, because Ryan and Toddy and I have droned on for hours about it. But uh, today we actually do have uh, a bit of a special guest making his return to the podcast. So let's welcome back Draft Lad. Draft Lad, how are things going? Welcome back. We're super happy to have you back on. Thanks a ton. Everything's going well. Good to be here again. Nice. And of course, Ryan, back with us from the nation's capital. Always, man. Are you you're back? Fan. You're back stateside, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm back back in DC. Nice. Going to sunny Orlando tomorrow, which uh, is I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll be fun. Toddy, how are you? Uh, all good. All good. Cheers. Uh, just returned uh, from a weekend away with the kids. So bit um bit of an insomnia thing going on, but um I I thought why not just lean into it and never sleep again. <laughs> never sleep again. I like it. Um speaking of travel, uh we have been discussing as a draft society staff potentially meeting up in the UK to really see each other 
face to face for the first time. And uh, I got to say, I'm really, I'm really, really excited about this prospect. I hope we, I hope we make it happen, and I hope as many of us uh, can come as possible. I bring it up because listeners, um, we will be sure to let you know if if we're hanging out in a pub some night. And if you live within like 150 kilometers, you better be there. <laughs> That's a wide, wide ranges, but yep, not in least. America. We'll drive three, four, or five hours for something. No big deal. <laughs> and it, and meeting us would not be something. It would be everything. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Tati, if you were within three hours of me, I would absolutely come see you. It didn't matter where like where it was. Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that's a given, isn't it? But I say that and I still haven't been to visit Ryan yet, so <laughs> Yeah, I heard him yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the background, so Yeah. Anyway, well, anyway. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm very excited. I hope we make it happen. And listeners will certainly keep you updated. Let you know, um, just in case you wanted to drop by for a pint. All right, boys. Let's talk through some things. So as I kind of alluded to, um, Draftlight, I did want to talk to you first, and and of course, uh, other gents, feel free to weigh in clearly. But we have talked ad nauseum about um, double game week players. Uh, I call it chasing doubles. And after this week, I'm far far more convinced that um i i really just don't want to play any part in the chasing doubles game um because i got burned times four this week uh i had who was it i had um of course pinnock i had uh joe linton i had uh joao pedro uh and of course rodrigo who you mentioned uh off air so uh, I just can't seem to to avoid getting burned on chasing doubles. Uh, so, I mean, of course, it seems like the guys who go up against me, you know, have the exact opposite luck. But um, your experience, and I know you kind of you, you, you delve into numbers a little bit more than most of us do. So um, what, what are your thoughts just in terms of whether it's from a player projection angle or even just from uh, the risk reward element of of chasing a double game week player um who's maybe not a, a marquee player like a coutinho yeah absolutely uh i think that's incredibly well said and i think you you pointed out a couple of things there uh one i think you know in a lot of things in fantasy uh recency bias plays a huge effect um and you know if you recently got burned by a double game week not going your way of course you're less likely to use that strategy in the future and vice versa obviously as well um but um i try to stay as rational as possible and and with doing that i I go back to basically a math formula of whether something is worth it or not um and so thinking about double game weeks and and factoring in uh the projections that we generate um it really is you know looking at the projections of this guy in his first game week and his second week if he's going to start um you add those up and then you have to factor in of course the chances of them starting so let's take a let's take an example like thomas party right mm. um he's pretty much nailed on for arsenal you know let's say 90 percent nailed I, I can't think of a situation where he's probably going to get benched it's possible um let's say is you know expected value per game is around seven points so then for two games it'd be 14 points if you want to say he's nailed but not quite nailed maybe you take a slight discount on that uh times 90 percent and let's say his expected value is 13 um so on average party even though he's a worse franchise player than let's say 
uh, I don't know, Connor Gallagher, who might be an expected value of 11. Uh, party, I think, in my mind, is the rational choice there. Um, so when I talk about chasing doubles, uh, I, I think I, I try to do that math in my head every time. And so, it's like I said, it's very important to incorporate whether you do believe that they're going to start to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's the logical choice, a.k.a. the expected value of them starting to and their expected points within those two is higher than the alternative choice, then I'd always go that direction. Um, and so, like, I mean, to go to your examples in particular, Joe, and, and, you know, I ran into some of the same traps or unfortunate circumstances. Obviously, Joel Unton, I think, was a smart choice. I think that was a logical choice. I think the outcome was unfortunate due to an injury. Yeah. Um, Rodrigo, I think the warning signs were there. I made the same mistake. Uh, new manager. Uh, he was always a rotation risk in terms of, or excuse me, an early substitution risk. But um, I, I tend to think that was still logical. Um, and then I forgot what the other one was. Like Jao Pedro, I think I, I had a good conversation with Toddy and um, Diddy G about Pedro this week. And we were talking about Pedro versus uh, Imran Luza. And I think it was a very interesting conversation around, well, you know, Jao Pedro's projections are rather high. He, d- he tends to do well when he starts. Um, but what's the confidence level in him actually starting two this week? And of course, it's very much a risk reward with him. If he started two, he was probably going to get you about 20 points. And if he started one, he was going to get you one. Whereas Luzo was maybe, I don't know, expected like 13 or 14 and two. Um, but our confidence was not high enough in him starting two with Josh King possibly coming back, uh, etc. Um, and so we opted, hey, even though, you know, Luza is a more boring player on paper, his expected value is actually higher. That happened to work out. Uh, Pedro also ended up with COVID, so who knows if he actually would have played instead of King today or Cucho. Um, but that's just kind of the, the logic that I try to play with. So I would just say try to stay as rational as possible. I think double game weeks often do offer a very good opportunity um, to take under rostered players and, and get higher expected value out of them but of course you don't want to take the you know the worst of players that are going to not have any sort of reward i'll stop there any questions any any thoughts (laughs) what do you guys think Uh, i mean just to um i draft led knows this i'm i am a bit uh skeptical about chasing doubles just like you joe and and uh and that's why I am a bit meh on these on these low scoring double players who on paper like I I I get the maths and I um I well maths is not something that you agree or disagree on it's there <laughs> and it it is facts so uh, I don't think I don't think there is there is a um, a way to debate that that the logic uh in what draftlet has just uh, outlined is is sound um but but it's it's obviously this is this is a time where where these decisions have to be taken with with all the fantasy experience that that managers have and all the um probably less quantifiable factors that you have to consider when right. when actually choosing a starting 11 um so yeah i mean i mean obviously when when you 
when you're debating like this this uh, JP versus Lu- loser um, debate was a good one and I think um, we we ended up saying that wherever your projected game week score was going you either want to chase the upside of JP or um, settle for the probably more guaranteed points from loser um they all they incidentally they ended up on almost identical points um jp from 90 minutes and loser from um two two starts so yeah because pedro goes out like a beast yeah, yeah. whenever he starts so, so i think i think there was a reasonable expectation that um that he might he might get he, you knew that he was getting a start, and then he might get some minutes from the second, even if he doesn't start. Obviously, um, an injury or a COVID, like like this case was, um, could always um, mess with your <laughs> your um, plans. But I think the bigger question is is um, I think uh, what was it? Was it Jorginho against? Joe Willock or something like that, that we talked, I think, th- three game weeks ago, <laughs> uh, draft lad. Um, I, th- I know that Willock was the single game week player that I that I brought up as an example or as a as a player to to um, compare a, a, a more boring double game week player to, but but that's where that's where I think the more difficult decisions lie. Because, because as we can see, like from from this game week that's just gone, um, a, a lot of the um, top top guys, top scoring guys, are uh, actually double game week players. But obviously, um, like sheer numbers wise, um, you'll get you get more single game week players in there as mm. well so um obviously if you are if you are um if you have the luxury of of our projections from draftlet then those will help you immensely with with these decisions yeah and i want i want to call out one other thing that Toddy said there you briefly touched on um i think it was upside you know when you're chasing a matchup versus um, you know, the greater amount of guaranteed points. Rephrasing that a little bit, I, I think, you know, how I was, how I was saying it before, um, generally, before game week starts, I'm trying to pick the players that have higher expected value, aka on average, I expect them to score more points. Um, but, but just like in the example that we went through, um, you know, sometimes you're expected to lose a matchup. Let's say the other team is much better than you. Or um, it's halfway through the game week and you might be down a lot and you might need to chase the game a bit. Then it makes sense to choose the higher upside guy. Um, so I think it's it's definitely situational. But as Toddy said, you also have to obviously factor in all the non-quantitative things like, you know, is Graham Potter going to rotate this guy out in over two two game weeks? Probably, yeah, yes. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost undoubtedly, yes. <laughs> yep. Who, whoever you're talking about <laughs> exactly um ryan anything that you've been thinking about yeah for for dgws i mean 
I usually, of course, always start your studs, even if they're single game weakers. That's and what then, I've been learning. Yeah, and and even and even uh, sorry, I cut you off, but I'll I'll let you get back at it. But uh, sure. and even even like even you're just like name worthy guys, not even necessarily your studs. Yeah, uh, that's that's fair. So I try to do that, um, and then ideally you want a combination of of those players plus um, you're kind of guaranteed thirteen to fifteen pointers. Uh, you mentioned Thomas Partey, especially in current form, probably Ducore this week. Um, yep. I want our, my studs to have the potential upside to get me, you know, plus 15, plus 20. But I want that interspersed with some solid CDMs that you know are going to start both and you know have a floor of probably six. So you're not going to start them in a single game week because six is shit. But in a double game week, that's when they actually do become uh, pretty attractive. Exactly. I'll take... 12 to 15 all day uh, especially if i have the upside of my studs um combined with that so that's kind right. of what uh what i usually try to do defenders are really tricky yeah yeah you you made me think of that as well when you're yeah. talking about upside i think the defenders the the range of outcomes is so high um i'll yeah. give one example that's when you Next look at week, matchups yeah yeah absolutely next week i'm facing someone who has sala and yota and i probably will not win um, but I might, I might, st- I might stack the Arsenal defense, um, who have Leicester something. and Liverpool, not great matchups still at home, but if they do get one clean sheet and, you know, maybe a decent, another game, all of a sudden I might be right in that game. So I'm chasing the upside, even though the expected value of playing Leicester and Liverpool is probably pretty low. Yeah, Although the fact that Vardy is going to miss that game, um, against Arsenal gives me a little bit more solace in terms of starting uh, Arsenal defenders because I'm thinking about whether or not to to start uh, Gabriel Magalhaes and I was leaning against not doing it because I figured we'd at least concede one uh, against Leicester and then of course with Liverpool but the possibility of a of a cleanie in that first one makes me makes me think plus we're at home uh, in both which uh, bodes pretty well but yeah it's it's risky yeah, I mean, I'm looking through a lot of like the top scores for the week here, um, and I mean, it, it, they're pretty few and far between the players that you would be able to just stream, um, like pick up because Callum they have Chambers. The, right. Callum Chambers is, is right up there, clearly, right? Yeah, obviously. Um, Timo Puki is probably available in most leagues. You know, you'd have to say it at this point, although he's held in a lot, surprisingly. Um, Mings is, is surprisingly rostered in, in 87% of leagues. Same with Neves, but that might be just because of this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the players like that where you, you, you could take the gamble on them, but by and by and large, it's still going to be your studs or your, your name recognition guys that, that are going to be the ones who just turn it on doubly, uh, you know, as much as they normally would. And then you have a lot of 90 minuters in here too, that, you know, kind of surprisingly, are, are in this top list, and, and hopefully you didn't bench them for a double game week gamble. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's it's um, it's very important to to know what you're going into, and then and then expect uh, accordingly. So yeah. if, if you are if you are if you are playing um, Kai Havertz. Because um, 
because you're you're he he's one of those guys that yeah yeah possibly he can <laughs> he in in the double he'll he'll most likely play ninety and score half a point yes and then. <laughs> He's come up with fifty points in this du- <laughs> in this double forty eight point five in in my one of my leagues, um, but on the other end of the spectrum, um, you you might have started Romelu Lukaku, although he hasn't started the first one, and he got um, a total of three minutes in this double game week. Or or how about um, versus Newcastle and Aston Villa, Jan Bednarek, Ugh, who I got you negative point five. Yeah. yeah, but then yeah, but but I think the, my point is that that um, you cannot be upset with Lukaku and you 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 can enjoy Kai Havertz's points, but the 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 person you should really be upset with is Jan Bednarek. <laughs> because because you you didn't start him to score either zero or minus minus uh, three or forty 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 yeah. <laughs> you you started him because you were you were expecting him to to get you a solid fifteen. That's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> so I think it's 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 like uh, uh, I saw a tweet about um, Reese James starting. Uh, or is James captainers and like yeah it's upsetting that he doesn't didn't start the uh, second game right and he came off in in the 69th minute in the first game so he had out of the possible 180 minutes he had 69 minutes but he got you 32 and a half <laughs> points like how much else would you expect him to get or right uh, same with Pulisic. 90 minutes didn't show in the second 26 and a half <laughs> like uh, like um, these are these are points that that um, that you started these high upside guys to to get you these points mm-hmm. whereas like yeah Kovacic three points in 103 games he should be on the na- naughty list <laughs> because you you didn't expect three points in 103 minutes yeah. from Kovacic. Yeah, agreed. So that that's just a mental health thing, not not a fan- fantasy football thing. <laughs> to be clear, it's just put your like, guy in the like, right position, and he didn't yeah. take advantage. Yeah. That's not on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Choose choose like know what you expect from each guy and mm. be upset accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like for example, um I did uh I did add Connor Cody in one league against your guys' advice. Um but got me ten and a half and, and you know what? I'm really proud of him for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good lad. I'm really Good proud lad. of him for that. <laughs> All right, that's any- a de- decent score. Yeah, that is pretty considering, good. Exactly. Considering they lost the first game, didn't they? Yeah. They uh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, they've been on a skid until until the tonic that is Watford. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Inc- um, incidentally, who would have thought that these are the these are going to be the five guys with 180 minutes uh, from Chelsea? 
Trevor Chaloba, uh-huh. Thiago <laughs> Silva, Jorginho, Kai Havertz, and Saul Niguez. Yep. <laughs> These are the five Very guys. Cool. Like, 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 si- Silva, yeah, I can see that most of us expected two starts yeah, yeah, and yeah. possible, um, 180. Jorginho, it could be argued, yes. But the other, other three, I think, would have been, like, at the very end of everyone's lists. <laughs> yeah, even, even though midfielder. We, yeah. yeah. Saul had 21 this week. What a, what a week. Do, do you guys want to, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, do you guys want to do just a really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy fate. Fantasy for real. Fantasy fate. Fantasy for real. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on on Chelsea players uh, because things have been strange lately in terms of lineups, and then we also got you know the recent news of of um, <laughs> the sanctions, which uh, yeah we couldn't. I mean last last <laughs> week we we announced that we were we were gonna bid and. We we put our eggs in a basket and we we send we send them to yeah. to to old Roman, but uh, we didn't we didn't submit our bid in in time to but to get the now transaction. Now we can get them for over. free. Yeah, exactly. Well, we still have to pay. It's Championship just the, club for free. It's just that the UK government keeps the money. Then we we don't we don't we we don't get any deal on that. We still have to pay the four billion or whatever it is, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. yeah, but I mean. I mean, that's part of the reason we are all traveling <laughs> to to the UK, right? Exactly. Yes, we have a we have a very important meeting. Yeah. With uh, <laughs> okay, all right. So, Toddy, the players you're mentioning, um, let's 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 look at them because they're the only ones that played two games in a row within what four days of each other. So, I guess we better start with uh, Tr- old Trevo himself, uh, not Trevor, mind you. I'm talking about Trevo, Chaloba. Um, draft lad, let's start with you. Fantasy, real fantasy, fake going forward. I'd say in the middle, but I'd lean fake if I had to had to go one. He will get minutes. He's not going to get consistent starts. Um, you know, Chelsea has had repeated injury problems, particularly at the back. Uh, it sounds like Asby had stomach problems today. Um, Christensen has his contract issues, but he'll probably still play if they're desperate. Rudiger and Silva will be pretty nails. There's really just that third center back slot. It'll probably be split mostly between Christensen and Chalaba. Um, so, yeah, I'd go fake. I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too much into this. He'll be a good streamer when he plays against bad teams. But other than that, I wouldn't hold on to him. Like Burnley and Norwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what do you say? I mean, being part of the Chelsea defense is, is certainly a, you know a good thing. Yeah, but, he, but he's, he's not. He's not, he's he's not getting. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, getting fair, the clean fair. sheet points. Yeah. That's true. So I, that's why I'm going to say fake. If he was getting the clean sheet points, I would put up with with these type of numbers. But the fact he got a goal in 15 and a half, so what four and a half four, without yeah. the goal, yeah. Um, yeah. And then he had an assist the previous one, um, and a clean sheet, the the one clean sheet point. So he's getting yeah about three and a half. So yeah, I'm I'm out on on yeah. Although I didn't yeah. know his name was Trevo. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Interesting. Kind of sweet. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Better than Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Toddy? Yeah. Yeah, also fake. Uh, he got half his attacking returns in this double game week. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he has two, he had he had two more goals uh, uh, this season already and he got a goal and assists in this uh double 
uh, if you can if you can trade him uh, with Newcastle coming up, then then I'd I'd one hundred percent do that. Mm. Okay, let's look at uh, Thiago Silva. So uh, if you look back to uh, what I'm just scrolling back through, like to, to December nineteenth, he's got three games in there where Chelsea kept a clean sheet. And he scored exactly 12 or 12.25. Um, and, and then there is somewhere he's, you know, got you in the 2.25, 1.5 if, if they conceded. And then other ones where he scored a goal. And that is, um, well, as they say, even a blind squirrel, you know, you know the rest. So um, how do we feel about, about this guy? He, he definitely will reap the clean sheet benefits if they are there to be had. Draft lad, fantasy, real fantasy, fake. Uh, I'm going real here. I think he's useful because he's nailed and more so because of the upcoming schedule for Chelsea. If he was nailed and he had bad games coming up, I'd say eh, it might not be worth it to hold him. But he has Newcastle, Brentford, Southampton, Leeds as the next four. Mm. And for that reason, I think he's worth keeping and he's real. Yeah, that's a juicy mouthwatering list right there. All right, Ryan, how about you? Same. Um, I also like the fact that he's got that added upside of like uh, a Zuma-like ability to uh, score headed goals from corners. So, yeah, I would I would roster him for sure. Okay, Tiny. Yep, same. Okay, Tiny. I'm gonna come right back to you with Jorginho. We've talked about him much on this pod, and the the previous consensus was that he wasn't really worth rostering um, unless he was unless you were streaming him because really it's just the the penalty upside. But is that still true? I mean, the penalty upside is true. He's <laughs> already he's already scored six goals this season, um, but he's he's nothing without a goal. So, like three three four points without a goal. I I I'd venture that you'll be able to find. Uh, uh, a better floor streamer in a even in a twelve uh, team league yeah. at at kickoff time. That said, this is an interesting situation because he's because he's such a low floor guy. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think that that a defensive uh, he's not a defensive midfielder, but a um, a midfielder like him would be considered. Uh, a high upside guy, but but I'd say that he's a high upside guy because he's he's his his ceiling is the penalty ceiling, and and he he's had twenty plus point games this season and last season as well. So he's he's the Timu Puki of midfield. <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably very well said. Ryan, thoughts on Jorginho? I assume they haven't changed much. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, the only reason, the only way I'm I'm fielding Jorginho is if um, I'm chasing a game. And yeah, as Toddy said, I'm, I'm I really want to chase a dragon and go for some <laughs> some upside. But uh, otherwise, no. He's. I mean, he somehow started both games in this and still only got seven and four. Which, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not not terrible. But um, yeah, that. That's not going to happen very much against that opposition. That's that's not great. That is not great. Yeah, it's not Trevo. Um, <laughs> no, it's certainly no Trevo <laughs> levels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a Trevo levo. Um, 
That's terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, draft lad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing to add there. Agreed fully with those guys. All right, coming right back to you. Then we've got two more, and these are the, going to be the tough ones. Kai Havertz, he was dropped in all of my leagues, draft lad. And so now, of course, he's been added again. And um, I'm sure the, 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 the manager is super excited about him, but I would be very nervous if it were me. Um, but I don't know. Talk me off a ledge or, or you can agree as well, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. As Toddy said earlier, Havertz, Havertz is the perfect uh, super low floor, pretty high ceiling player. Um, I, I do think he's worth rostering. Like I said before, they have a really healthy upcoming schedule, Newcastle, Brentford, Southampton, Leeds. Um, and from what I've read from you know Chelsea fans, forums, etc., Havertz really has made the nine position his own recently. And, and similarly to last year where he came on uh, strong at the end of the season, the ghost points still weren't there, but the returns were. And so, you know, he is a high upside player. And with the upcoming matchups, I think he's worth rostering. Okay. Tidy, let's go back to you because you were just mentioned. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think uh in in a vacuum he's he's worth rostering. I I would struggle to start him ahead of most of the players I have on on, on my rosters and in <laughs> right. in my leagues. Um but it seems as we have just finished up uh a Chelsea double that he scored close to 50 points in uh and he's been he's been rostered in in 90 percent of all leagues uh, the real question is would you trade for him yeah that's and what i, I was gonna mention. and 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 i would not trade for him like um if you're if you're looking at players of perceived similar value like um would you trade uh, a Dwight McNeil for him? I think I would at this point. You would? Mc... Yeah, McNeil's in the mud. Well, not points-wise, though. Six... <laughs> 16.5, 8.5, 13.5, 6.5, ghosts. No, I'm not this doing is... it. This is his last four games. Six, four, five games. I think he's going like, to get benched. Yeah, we've seen some, some indication of that, but I still, I still want McNeil, man. I still want McNeil. Okay, it'd let's be, let's be close. Go. And I hate Havertz. <laughs> what about you, draft lad? Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I think I, I think I slightly lean McNeil as well. Um, Havertz's floor is just so, so low that even with his upside, I think I'd take the consistency of McNeil. Outside of, you know, maybe the next four games, like I said, Chelsea's pretty hot. You know, there's every possibility that Havertz has one or two bad games and he's on the bench for Lukaku rest of the season, you know? What about um, what about somebody who doesn't blank in 30? So, for example, what if I offered you... Um, what if I offered yeah. you Kai Havertz? Pablo four now. I was gonna say Jack Harrison. Mm, yeah, that's a good one as well. I think, and you're talking about Harrison for for Havertz. That is, yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think I think I'd go Havertz. Uh, I think Harrison is actually very similar to Havertz. 
uh, except he's less likely to hit his ceiling in, in terms of scoring goals or getting assists. Um, he also got early subbed this week. He had a great week last week, um, or excuse me, last part of this game week. But ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I still take the Havertz upside over Harrison, even even if Harrison's playing in thirty. I might too. That's a tough one, though. That's that's a tough one. Uh, what about you? Might be able to get this one done. What about um, bringing in Kulisevsky? Would you take him over over Havertz? Yeah, I, I definitely would. All yeah. day, right? And, and you I'll have let the you double. take that one, Ryan. I know you like talking yeah. about the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd take Kulu. Um, although it seems like, and I don't know if, if um, Conte is bullshitting, but it sounds like he is intimating that there will be some rotation. Um, and he talked about how Lucas is the exact same position as Kulusevsky. So I don't know if there's going to be a little rotation there. But um, yeah, given the form and the fact that they double and then don't blank in 30 absolutely yeah okay um what about um emmy buendia oh god it's a debacle that i'm dealing with right now hmm i i went on record last pod i'm not i'm not trying to bring buendia in at all but would you trade out kai havers to get emmy buendia i don't think so you'd, you'd rather kai havers after this week, absolutely. Yeah, I'll keep. Uh, you know, you gotta. Like, what? What did you? What do you always say? You gotta chase the flames, or I don't. I don't know. What's your, what's <laughs> right your phrase? Right until the wheels fall off. Right until the wheels. Yes. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where I got chase the flames. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I said chase the dragon earlier, but that must be it. Yeah. There's a little nostalgic about your <laughs> little brain worm there that passed, reared its head. Yeah, I think I'd ride it till the wheels fall off. I'm. I'm not yeah. trying to bring in Bundy. Are you kidding me? Uh. I don't see, I don't see how Buendia can get his uh, spot back, given the Agreed. fact that Villa's in the form of the season. Granted, poor opposition, um, but yeah, unless Coutinho gets a knock, I don't see how Buendia becomes a starter again. Draftlad, sound like you're on board. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, it's very much not a quantitative approach, but more so, just like Ryan said, it, it's really how much do you think Buendia is going to play rest of the season, and, mm. and they're doing well doing well without him. Formations working. Um, yeah, I I think I'd have to go Havertz, even though it's super painful because we know that Buendia <laughs> is a much better Fantrax player when he does play. Yeah. But you know, sometimes it's about opportunity and not performance. I'll give you one last one. Jaden. Oh. You guys still there? Yep. Hello. I'm going to say Toddy was saying Jaden Sancho. Is that right? Yep. <laughs> of course, it cuts out. Yeah, it cuts out right when you said that. That was the universe speaking to you, Toddy. Yeah, yeah. I know. It cuts out when you say Jaden Sancho. <laughs> oh, that's a really hard one. I think I gotta go Sancho. Actually, um, I, I think he's turned it too. on a little bit. His the yeah. ghost points are, you know, definitely better than Havertz. Um, yeah. I'd say he's probably gonna play almost all the games. Um, you know, maybe United will get it slightly together. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I, I, slightly. I think. Yeah, I think just based on the amount of games Sancho is gonna play in comparison to Havertz, I want Sancho over him. Okay, I think we've nailed Havertz's okay. spot. There's the value. 
Um, all right, final one. And uh, this this one may be the most confusing. Saul Niguez, uh, just what a strange situation this is. Um, really only, I mean, 14 and 7 over the two matches. Played the full 90. Again, this is Burnley and Norwich. So, eh, I mean, it, it's a tough one. Ryan, we'll come to you first. What, what, do you, what do you think about risking one of your midfield spots on Saul Niguez? <laughs> no, he played he played left back, right? Well, he's filling in he's for midfield in, in fan tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just thinking of his of his spot, and if, if oh. that's the case, and Alonso's yep. coming yeah, back, yeah, I was left COVID, wing back. Yeah, I, uh, no, not for me. <laughs> I think Alonso comes back and takes that spot. Plus, again, he doesn't get um, clean sheet points. So, right. What do you think, draft lad? Yeah. Yeah, nothing but a spot starter for okay. me. Uh, you know, he did admirably this week, and I, I think it's nice to see him doing well after all the hate earlier this season. But no, he he, he shouldn't. He probably won't get many starts. <laughs> Toddy? Yeah, he did score better than I thought he would because he's been abysmal. So fair play to him. Yeah, I think he's he's so fake that I wouldn't even wouldn't even stream him in the upcoming four. Like if I saw him start next week against Newcastle and I needed a midfield streamer, I'd be very apprehensive about starting him because because I think this was an anomaly. This this double game week score. I think he'll he'll go back to to scoring two okay. per game. Yeah, I I tend to be with you on that. Okay. That's probably enough Chelsea talk. You're gonna you're gonna hear about them on every single other uh, news and even fantasy outlet uh, going forward, so we won't uh, <laughs> we won't beat you over the head with too much more Chelsea stuff. Um, okay, boys, let's chat then uh, about twenty nine and thirty. We've already done so previously on, on other pods, so we don't have to be you know um, super long winded on this. But just since we're getting closer, and game week twenty nine is a double game week for a, a select few teams, and then of course game week thirty is a blank week for most teams except for a select few. Uh, it's important that we just discuss it real quick uh, to make sure that people are on board and, and know kind of who to be targeting, players to pick up. Um, can you even feel the starting 11 in game week 30? You know, it's hard to say. Uh, so, I don't, I mean, Draftlight, do you want to kick us off again? Just thoughts sure. on, on 29 yeah. and 30? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been doing a lot of prepping and on that front. Um, predominantly, it's Arsenal and Spurs because they have the double in 29 and they have uh, they're playing in 30 um, I brought some of those guys in early because I thought I was going to win in 28 it worked out um, and I also made some sneaky trades with my opponents in 30 to get in their players that were playing in 30 that are now on my team oh. for players that are arguably better but are not playing in 30 uh, one example being Tierney uh, for Azpila Quetta that worked out nicely um, yeah on that note I mean I think the the key takeaway is just do your best to try to plan a couple of game weeks ahead. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, it's a good call, concise. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, same. I've been kind of steadily and sneakily um, doing some similar um, Machiavellian moves over the last <laughs> few weeks. Um, I've been in offering out two for one or three for one trades, which I know you love, Joe. Um, mm. Getting premium assets um and foregoing some of the points from doubles uh this week uh to free up the roster spots to get in 
players like Ducore and Partey for for this week, and then not Ducore for thirty, but Partey for thirty, um, and some other plays like that. So yeah, I'm going a lot slimmer um, to be able to to field good squads for for both this and and next. But the fact that I have a lot of Arsenal, Villa, and Wolves really helps out. I'll be I'll be fielding a, a full eleven and thirty. Brian, let's talk really quickly about Partey's form. Mm-hmm. I mean, is he a, is he a season long hold now? Like, I'm debating that myself. Um, he's been Mister Nine Point Five the last couple weeks, right? Um, and usually it takes kind of a a weird performance for him to to get that. His floor previously was about six or seven, um, and yeah, that's two nine point fives on the trot, and then. Basically the same with uh, with an assist uh, the previous week. So um, I want to see how he does the next couple weeks to see if he can keep it up. But just eye test-wise, he's been playing really well um, since he got back from, from AFCON. So I'm going to think about it. Um, but you don't have to because the next two weeks he's going to be really good. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, Ty, what do you think uh, in terms of 29 and 30? I think I think I agree with all the all what the guys said. The only thing I'd I'd mention is before you do any planning or any um, sneaky trades or whatever, uh, just just look at look at that matchup and determine if you if you even have a chance. So um, if you like in one of my leagues. Um, I am facing a team in game week 30 that has um, Hyung Min Son. Mm. Um, it's already brutal. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's uh, Hugo Lloris, Sergio Reguilon, oh. Ruben Neves, Jack Harrison, uh, Jacob Ramsey, Danny Ings, Son Hyung Min. Um, Kwon Ki-chan and Jared Bowen, who might be injured for the long haul, but even without Bowen, that team is oh, is like a legit hundred pointer right. any game week, any game week. So, so like in that league, I might look at other matchups that um, my league mates have and try to try to offset my already guaranteed loss by helping <laughs> out helping out my um, the opponent of my rivals who are around me in the league table so sure. that yeah, my yeah. my guaranteed loss doesn't hurt that much because everyone around me will hopefully be losing as well mm. makes sense oh great strategy nice that, that's that's exactly what we're looking for guys that was amazing nice job um, all right, well, let's move on to some listener questions. We'll kind of round things out with with a few listener questions that we've got. We put out the call yesterday, got a few. Most of uh, our diehards who kind of uh, who who wrote into us and, and asked us to to help them out. So let's we got to start with none other than Brisbane Brando, our boy. Um, and it has to be said, if if we could, if we could manage the Draft Society meetup. Um, to be anywhere else than the UK. I mean, it would probably first be Iceland, let's be honest. But other than that, um, <laughs> it would definitely be in Australia. So um, <laughs> just in terms of devoted and, and vocal uh, listenership, uh, you know, we, we love you guys down under. So 
Uh, okay, so Brisbane Brando says, who is your I told you so player rest of season? Doesn't have to be good. It can be bad. So who is your I told you so player rest of season? This will be good. Like Basically, he's asking, like, you went out on a limb, you made a call, and and who was your player that, that at least so far, it's looking like you were right about? Draft Lad, you want to kick us off? Oh, man, I got to think about that. I, I was thinking one, the same thing. If someone has one top of mind, please go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Anybody who's ready. I have I have uh, an easy one to, to get us started okay. with. Um, it, it's not a huge name, but um, Eberechi as a... Um, oh. he's the I told you so. Do not draft Eberechi as a, um, and uh, I seem to have, um, nailed that on the head. I think most of you guys agreed, though. Um, yeah. uh, can any one of you guess off the top of your head how many Fantrax points <laughs> he has this season? <laughs> I think a better question would be how many starts, and I would say under five. Yeah, under I'm five, thinking maybe two, three. Under five starts? Is it under yeah. five points? <laughs> it isn't. It isn't under five oh, okay. points. All right. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he has. He has oh. one start. Oh my and, Jesus! And ten points. Wow! <laughs> Just cracking double digits. Oh man, yeah that that's a really good one. Yeah. My um, positive one uh, would be uh, Martin Odegaard. Um, some folks, including um, <laughs> some that are on this very podcast um, <laughs> right cast now, cast derisive um, <laughs> and anti-Norwegian <laughs> slurs uh, against against the young lad. Calling him the Norwegian Freddie Adu, but uh, he's having the last laugh. He's uh, he's had his moments. Um, I get the the sentiment, uh, at least at first, that he was the pass behind the pass, and sometimes sometimes he is. But he's so integral to the attack, um, and he's he's started to pick up um, some goals along with uh, a lot of key passes. And Arsenal has just kind of gone from strength to strength over the course of the season. So um, yeah, I was thankful that. Uh, He's he's come good. Um, there are some folks that we gave short shrift the first part of the season. Sancho, of course, uh, when we were proven <laughs> right about that. But yeah, he's starting to come on, so it's not as stark. Um, so yeah, let me think about that that part of it. But yeah, Odegaard's one of my one of my guys. Martinelli as well. Okay. All right. I can give it a go. Do um, it. I, I'd I'd highlight a combo. Um, the two Manchester City forwards, both Sterling and Mares, I think early in the season, um, particularly for Sterling, there was a lot of um, talk about, oh, is he droppable? He's never starting, that sort of thing. Um, and I think it has to be said season in, season out. Um, you really can't drop these City guys. They will come good. You just have to wait. So, you know, Sterling had his run after maybe 10 games in. All of a sudden, he just went on a crazy run. Mars has had a bit of a renaissance recently. Uh, yes, he missed a couple of starts recently, started again, did well. Um, so those guys are always worth holding and, you know, will be good rest of the season. You just have to be patient with them. Their, their wins above replacement or their war is always worth holding. I like it. Nice. I mean, I, I would argue just 
thinking back to the January signings, um, you guys were Ryan and Toddy. I mean, you guys are both pretty high on Coutinho. Um, I think I think you more or less got that one right. You know, I mean, it was it was sort of I guess I don't know if you want to say you you advise caution. However, you you definitely did tell people to go all in. I didn't think he was going to be this good. No, no one did. To be honest, but um, yeah, no, he was the best. He was the best available at the time. Um, I, yeah, I think only a knock at this point would um, would dent um, would dent his value. But yeah. yeah, yeah. In terms of January, that's a that's a good topic. Um, I think Bruno was going to repay um, manager's faith. Kulisevsky seems to be doing the biz. Vague horse has gone off the boil. Yeah. Yeah, Kulu is, is, is a good one of mine. I think I was the highest on him. I think you were uh, too. We had we had a conversation with Draftlet as well. Um because I think we were ranking them and 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 I had him like ahead of Ericsson or something like that. Um and and it does seem like that. He's one of the Conte Conte guys, um, yep. and 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 looks to looks to be a, a, a decent player as well. Um, another one I I I liked at the beginning of the season, and he has come good tenfold. Is um, Joel Matip? Mm, yeah, and there was some debate on who who's gonna who's gonna get that that spot, or is it gonna be full on rotation? <laughs> With yeah. Konate, Matip, yeah. and and Joe Gomez, and and it does look like it's firmly Matip's spot. Uh, the other two, Gomez less so, um, but Konate only comes in if 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 Matip needs rest. It's not a <laughs> rotation. No, no, it's not at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I was just gonna say I was very early on on Joe Linton. You Sergio. were, yeah. You were indeed. Yeah. He's, yeah. Unfortunately, has a knock, but it doesn't knock my love for him. Um, can <laughs> can I can I say that in the most recent rankings, I I ranked Ronaldo the lowest of anybody, and I took a little bit of heat for it, but I'm I'm pretty happy with where I have him. <laughs> you enjoy heat. Um, I don't. I don't like it like Genie does, but um, <laughs> but I don't. I guess I don't like mind. It. Does. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I just got to give a shout out to my boy Salisu. I will sing his name from the mountaintops as long as as long as he plays in in the Premier League. Yeah, he's he's um, he's one of those guys who is very impressive in real life as well as fan tracks. Yeah. Like yeah, like someone's gonna snap him up. Oh man, I know, and like, it's, yeah. In real life, I think he's even more impressive. Like he's so commanding, so absolutely, s- such such a, a VVD type. Yep, presence in that in that defense. He doesn't have yep. VVD's calm though necessarily. He he can he's be a got bit... a rush of blood. To exactly, the head, exactly. But that defensive performance he had against City was one of the oh. best I've seen this season. It was just a masterclass. Hundred percent. Yep. All right, uh, let's let's uh, just quickly run through. He he's got a second question here, and this is just an interesting one, I think, for listeners to get to know us a little bit, um, and especially since we have Draft Lad on. Draft Lad, who was the player that made you fall in love with football? Not even fantasy, but just football in general. Oof. 
Man, I gotta think about that. Mine's easy. Mine's Steven Gerrard. Like it's, it, there's not even a question in my mind. Uh, hmm. I think it's probably gotta be Ronaldinho. My context being, I grew up playing lots of FIFA. I grew up playing travel footy. Sure. Um, but I was always a defender who never dribbled whatsoever. Same. <laughs> um, but <laughs> even with all that said, I, I think Ronaldinho is really who I watched constantly and thought, damn, what a great sport. In America, we didn't really get much, you know, like in terms of highlights, we didn't really see a whole lot unless you were really dialed in, like like back when, you know, like when we were younger. Um, yeah. You know, this would have been like 2000s, 90s, whatever. And, uh, and so there wasn't much that broke through, unfortunately, in American media. But I do remember there were several reels that I saw of Ronaldinho or even like just dribbling like skills videos which were harder to find at that time uh and and i remember them very vividly being like just absolutely stunning yep yep or even you might even catch him in like a commercial on tv and you're like yeah i'll look him up right yeah who's that handsome devil (laughs) (laughs) toddy how about you uh mine is sudan hands down um my my defining tournament um of of love was france 98 and and ever since then it's been sudan it's i i i really liked juventus as well in, in the in the 90s where um Serie a was big and i was a huge juventus fan um so yeah it all it all add, added up to 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 being it's easy to love sudan yeah it's it's he's just he's just I, th- I still think he's the best best player or the mo- the player most pleasing on the eye to watch like i i i love me some steve gerard but he's far from <laughs> oh yeah pleasing on the eye yeah, yeah. He's, he's not like purring when when you when you when you watch him play it's no it's it's purposeful and it's and it's great and it's forceful but but it's it's not elegant and and um like i i can't even describe it the 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 way that he he could he could um he could handle the football is is still i i I haven't seen anything like it ever since (laughs) i like it how about you ryan uh, WB is my my favorite player of all time, um, especially the mid two thousands with um, with Valencia, which was oh, my first love. Right. So that yeah yeah that really um, yeah that really made me made me love football. And then I would say a few years later, um, and then Henri, of course, at the, around the same time. Um, and then yeah, a few years later, when I started really um, getting into the prem, uh, Dimitri Payet just you know, reinstilled uh, my love of the game. Those those few years he was with West Ham were just like magical. So I just I love watching old highlights of him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. If there's been anyone like that since, to be honest. Just no. And fantasy wise, of course. I mean, just cleaned oh, up. Obviously, I just. picked him up early <laughs> oh. in that season, <laughs> and then I took him first. Um, first of the next draft and he left in january of course but i still won that year so yeah that's all right no hard feelings 
probably went undefeated in the first half of that season. So, oh god. <laughs> All right, let's move right along. So, uh, Jorge Eduardo, Je, uh, he's always talking to us as well. Uh, super loyal. So we appreciate it, Je. Um, he is asking thoughts on defensive assets for Spurs, Everton, Brighton, Leicester. And then also, do we still hold for those who rostered Alonzo, or should we drop? Um, Toddy, let's come back to you first on this one. Uh, we, we talked kind of Spurs a little bit. We didn't really mention Everton defensive assets. Is that something you're interested <laughs> at all? Is is Do those exist? <laughs> your, your boy John Joe John took Joe. a trip to negative town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I mean, that said, it's Wolves and Newcastle. So if yeah. ever was uh, for the double, if ever was uh, time to to get get old old John Joe Kenny on 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 the roster, then this mm. is the time. So so Newcastle's the top the, six side though. Yeah, New, <laughs> yeah That's I'm not sleeping on Newcastle again, matchup wise. No way. I also Our, think Mikolenko might be healthy again. He might come back into the side after their trouble. So John Joe might be not long for this world. Hasn't he been terrible though? Who? Who's that, Mikolenko? Mikolenko. I mean, he didn't play. He hasn't played too much, to be fair. Okay. He hasn't been yeah. great now. Yeah. He, yeah, he hasn't played much under Lampard. I mean, he, they he played as a left winger in the cup, which was interesting. Yeah, I mean, but so then you, got injured. You're right, gonna bring yeah. in. You're going to bring in an Everton defensive asset who goes up like against the goes up against the Wolves team that just walloped Watford and is, is presumably now, you know, full of confidence and a Newcastle team that um it, to say full of confidence might be an understatement and then they blank in 30. No, I I'm I'm not doing it. I I don't want to. This is exactly no. This is exactly chasing a double to me. This is exactly chasing doubles. I'm not doing this. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know, I'd, so like, I'd have to I'd look rather... at the. Pro- Go ahead. Sorry, Todd. No, I was gonna say that. Um, for example, someone like Ben Mee, who might be back um, from injury against Brentford. That's uh, that, I think that's the sort of decision that people will will be looking at, like a, a Connor Roberts or a John Joe Kenny. Wow! Um, like we're we're talking streaming spots. Give me Connor Roberts. What's, I think what, I got what, to disagree you, there. What say you, draft lad? I think I got to disagree there. Uh, I. I'm running the projections now, full transparency. Um, <laughs> and so Connor Roberts playing Brentford, I'd say his expected value is about six. Uh, for, let's say, John Joe Kenny, if you believe he's going to start two games, which I don't, but if you did, um, I still think that his expected value is probably around 10 or so. Five in each game is kind of realistic. Um, I, I don't know if they're a home or away matchups, but I would still take... John Joe Kenny. Both, he's gonna both play. home. Yeah, both, both home. Both home. There you go. So that, that yeah. kind of, I'm telling you that now the projections around like 12. Um, and so I'm still taking John Joe in that situation if I think he's playing too, which I don't, but still. What's what's Tark's projected there? Tarkowski? Yeah. Uh, 
That is the difference so. between Tarkowski and Connor Roberts. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're running out Tarkowski every week. Unless it's City or Liverpool. Liverpool. Right? I tend yeah, to but he's been a little disappointing the last couple of weeks, so that might be tempting for folks to go for the double, but I'm not one of them. Those, yeah. those other he's, teams... He's, he's start your studs category for me. Yeah. Those other teams, Brighton, I don't like their matchups. Leicester, I don't like this week, but I like sneakily getting some of their assets in this week for the for game week 30. When if you, if when you don't have to plenty. start them this week. Yeah. Okay. Like, we're talking defenders, right? Yeah, your Luke Thomases. I think James Justin is back. That'd be interesting for 30. Um, Soyuncu yeah. randomly ghosted this past week, but I can't I can't trust him. That's two in a row he's done that, isn't it? Yeah, but Arsenal, mm. Arsenal are pretty good in attack now. And yeah. uh, Smithrow might be back as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't like starting them um, this week, but I like if you have the room getting them in on the cheap um, for game week 30 because they're going to be premium next week on the wire. Yep. He, he doesn't mention Newcastle, but would you rather Newcastle defenders over any of these other teams? And I have Kraft in one league, and I think I'm just going to drop him. Chelsea and then Everton. I'm playing Dan Byrne. Until the wheels, wheels yes. fall off. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that goes without saying. Fair. But and some also of the, target. Yeah. Yep. Some of the the Char and the Kraft, I'm not sure. Yeah, that one's okay. Yeah, I can see that being. Yeah, Char is is close to to where you will. I think Char is one of those guys who draft led will say that you 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 should start based on projections, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's right. Unless you're somewhat worried about rotation with, like, uh, Lascaux coming back in. But no, I, f- for context, Shar is at, like, 13.5. The Everton guys are all around 12. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I guess right. the last one there is Spurs. Um, all of their defenders are going to be taken. That's why yeah. I picked up Davies this, this past week so I could stash him for the double and then the blank. But, yeah, all of them are going to be gone. If they're not, definitely pick them up first, because then they have a game in thirty. Yeah, so we're we're we are actually saying that out of all these uh, teams, maybe maybe Spurs defenders are are the, your best bet if they are available. Week, yeah. Check and see if somebody dropped Regalon. What about Cedric? I I I put him in the waivers article this Dude. this week. Yeah, it's, I just he ghosted. Him. He ghosted. Well, did he? What five? What conceding a goal? That's okay. Two goals. Two goals. Five point five conceding two goals against Watford. It's okay. It's ten. That's yeah. It's nine point five ghosts. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, tend mean, to, I tend to like Cedric. Aberration. Ryan really he takes it. he takes some sets um, set that's, piece articles coming yeah. out today. He's actually stolen quite, a, quite a few off Odegaard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally fair. Yeah, um, taking yeah, Martinelli's corners from the right. Yep, yep. He's got thirty. It's Tommy Asu's still not back in training. It seems like Cedric has a pretty good chance of getting two and twenty nine. I I'd, I'd start him this week. All right. I would if I didn't have any other decent options. 
But yeah, the, the fact that he's probably got 30 unless Tomy is back is, is an added bonus. While we're at it, real quick, do you guys think that Konate or Simikas ruin uh, somebody's double game week? <laughs> Not Konate. I think he's he's out injured. Okay. Agreed. Well, what about Gomez? I, this is again something we we, we talked about uh, in our in our um, chat with Draft Lad. Um, I see I see some chance of of him coming in for for Joel Matip, but um, since as they have um, Nottingham Forest and then uh, in thir- uh, or on the weekend of thirty and then. Uh, the international break, um, I say they run Matip out in both. Okay. Nice. And and no Simicus on the horizon at all? I don't think so, no. It's unfortunate. All right. <laughs> he's such a great streamer. It's like... Yeah, one of he really those, is. One of those he, I think he's... If he's Robbo ever got injured, he'd be... Oh. Be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can tell you from doing projections every week. It really bugs <laughs> me that Samikas yeah. is always in the top ten, and you know he's <laughs> never going to start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's the ultimate streamer, right? Better than parts, or not, not better than parts. Better than Pepe, even shall we say? Dare, <laughs> dare Pepe's we say. up there too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't Those even remember. Kill me. We don't yep. even remember when Pepe was a well, starter. No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had hopes. I, for me, I, yeah. Pepe or 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 Ryan got me all excited about Same. Uh, Pepe. I got, <laughs> I got all my. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's move it along. We we don't have, we literally don't have time for another Pepe conversation this week. <laughs> real quick on a real quick on Alonzo, just to answer. Uh, oh yes, yes, question. yes. Please, please, um, please. I I roster Alonzo and. I've been holding him for this double and then this nice stretch of, of schedule that we've been talking about. And, of course, he f- screwed me over in the double. But <laughs> I that was think a close one. Sh- yeah. I mean, <laughs> we had a couple last week. It's fine. <laughs> I think he's coming back, um, and I would hold. Okay. Yep, absolutely. I would think about trading him out after hopefully a couple good outings, um, given that the fact that they're still in um, FA Cup and, and Champions League. But... For now, I, you, I think you got to hold. All right. For this next question, you will need your rankings in front of you, your oh, your individual rankings. So our most our most recent ones are our 11th January, which you got to assume that we're we're putting out new ones over the international break, right? Right. Sounds right. Okay. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Sure thing. So the question is, and this is such a great question. I love, I love the way that that he thought this through and worded this. Um, this is from Drafting for Upside at Drafting for Upside. Um, what is the maximum player? Like, what he means is the highest ranked player in each of your rankings that you would drop if it meant adding a player for game week thirty. So the highest ranked player in your rankings that you would drop. If it meant you got to start someone, and let's just say someone that you're, you know, you're relatively excited about, not like uh, just some random ass defender or whatever, but like somebody that you know you could get him off of waivers and you'd be rather excited to start him in game week thirty. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, 
You're looking probably in the 60s, I would assume. I don't know. Are you going to have to go that far? Like, I mean, not yeah, based I mean, on the rankings from January, but... Oh, hold on, hold 60 on. 60 players at the moment. Number 29. Yeah, you can certainly... Number you can tw- certainly cherry pick guys like from from like even the top 30 of like January rankings. But if we're talking like... Yeah, that we were wrong on. If we were to rank today <laughs> roughly or like, you know, a string of guys... Know. I I think I agree with Ryan. It's probably like in the fifties or sixties, even. Okay, hold on. Well, okay, yeah, you because you, you, what you're basically if I read into what you're saying there, draft lad, like if yeah. we if we remove the guys that we didn't get right, like yeah, exactly, like Andros exactly. Townsend, right? We remove right. him because that's an obvious one, but okay. like Trossard, I think is an obvious one. Yep. Agreed. But are you're saying you're saying also remove him? Just given what we know oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, it's probably easiest to just kind of like go through a couple names, maybe. But I think you're right. Like, if so, we were to re-rank, so maybe the first, the first, the first name you come across that's like a little bit controversial or alarming. Let's say that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think there's been a lot of talk about Ronaldo recently and yeah. whether he's droppable. Um, and and I voiced my opinion pretty loudly on Twitter, and I think it's definitely contextual of what sort of league you're in, how big it is, et cetera. Um, I think, you know, at the time we had this argument, he hadn't been performing well, but then now on top of that, he's also injured out of the side. There's all sorts of rumors going on. Um, he's still not a drop for me, just be purely based off his, his upside uh, and playing for a good team, but it's pretty close. I'll say that. I just think you can always get trade value for someone like him with his name recognition. Exactly. So that puts me off of dropping him completely. Yep, yep, totally. I think if it came down to it, I might drop number 55 overall, Emiliano Buendia. Ooh. That's another one. Hopefully you can get trade value. But if you're yeah. if not, maybe you're right. But he plays in 30, so like... Well, not, he plays. Yeah, he's not, he, <laughs> his team does. He's in the 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His teammates play. He's going to have, <laughs> he's probably going to get at least 20 minutes in that. So you're not, you know. Right. It's not terrible yeah. to have him in the, in the lineup. But overall, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like if it was just, earlier in the season and Buendia, you know, hadn't started a couple games and this was happening with Villa, we'd say, obviously, like, you have to hold him because he'll get back into the team. But it's so late in the season and there's going to yeah, be a yeah. ton of double game weeks. Yeah. I think As the weeks right go there. by, he gets drop, droppable and more droppable. Exactly. Yeah, same with Lucas yet, Moura. Yeah. Oh, drop. Yeah. Same thing with Moura. Yeah. Same with Josh King. No. I'm not dropping King. What? I've, I dropped him last week. Oh no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Why? What? What makes you believe? I don't believe him? he's just he's still good for ghost points. He's still good. I mean, if, if he's still good for a what do you do today for a forward four? Four. Okay. Ooh. In forty-five. Yeah, that's why I said forward four. four. <laughs> yeah, but you can only play three. <laughs> I heard he missed exactly. a sitter as well. But he's getting in good position. He still, yeah, he still gets the chances. He still has, um, he still has some pace. I mean, like when their front line is healthy, they're still creating opportunities. I just think, I mean, and and it's been a, I don't know, it's it's been a, it's been a dry spell for them certainly. So, I, I'd like to think that even if they're going to get relegated, that they like to at least try to finish the season strong. I don't know. I'm I'm holding King. That's just me. What what about Said Ben Rama? 
Oh, with Bowen out? Just no, for you, 30. No, you gotta. You gotta hold Ben Rama. Oh, okay. Oof. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For 30. I don't know. It's a tough but one. But he's getting there. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like... Uh, I'm blanking on their coach's name right now. Help me out. West Moise. Ham coach. Moise. Moise, Moise. thank you. Uh, he's, uh, he has a sort of vendetta against Ben Rama. You saw he didn't start today in Europa. He came on late. Um, even, even with Bowen out, it seems like they're favoring not playing Ben Rama all the time, so it's risky. Hmm. What yeah. about Iannaccio? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, well, they, now the they party's play. out. They play. Now that Vardy's at him, I'm holding him. Yeah, yeah maybe a hold, but I think it's a drop right when you see Daka starting. Um, yeah, Sam Martin, our, our resident Leicester expert, said that he leans that Daka will be the guy going forward. Yeah. In, what about Richarlison? He plays the double. They got double blanks. Yeah, I, Richarlison's a definite hold for me. Uh, and it's just about opportunity and all the doubles. I think yeah, they likely you know, have plays. a double in 31, so you exactly, probably don't have to wait exactly. long for that. Right. I think that's the next horizon that you have to be aware of. Everyone's super aware of 29 and 30 now, but 31 and 32, Everton and Burnley might have a double in there. Mm. God, his team is Bra- just so terrible. Br- Brownhill, Brownhill time again? <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure is. <laughs> Dial them up. Great. The brown god. <laughs> Got such a nice brown. ring to it. <laughs> yeah, one of those doubles will involve Man City, though. Mm. Ah, okay. Brown fears no one. <laughs> I mean, we're not going so far as to like drop somebody like Lukaku, right? Ooh, I think I would. To be really? Honest. Okay, so this to has to be the winner out. then. Number eighteen would, overall. I would try to trade him out. If not, I think I would drop. Wow. I mean, was it? A month ago, when I said I'd trade out Lukaku to get Joe Linton, you yeah, you you did say that, and that would have netted you about a hundred points plus. Yeah, that's yeah. Because uh, Joe Linton is a god among men, <laughs> and Lukaku is a man among <laughs> men. Yes, he's very mortal. Yes, absolutely mortal. <laughs> like he'll, even if he gets chances in the first team at this point seeing what he's done so far in the season would any of you like be confident in him scoring well even in this four game amazing stretch no hell no no that's why i I think i'm still holding though i i think even outside of the four i want to say they have the best remaining schedule rest of season do we really think Havertz is going to keep it up and stay in the lineup the rest of the season? Eh, not really. It's going to be a painful hold in the meantime, for sure. That even sounds, even that more miserable. painful. And an even <laughs> more painful start. So, like, he's, I, I had him... I <laughs> yeah, the worst is if he actually does get a run of starts. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was going to... That was what I was going to say. Forced to play him. <laughs> you are... Definitely playing him if he starts, and then he he gives you three points. You're gonna tear your eyes out. Yeah, yeah, right. But he still has that upside of twenty points that can Does serve he? you in certain situations, right? Does he? I mean, if yeah. He... I mean, he plays for Chelsea. They score goals. They play someone crappy. He has a chance of getting 
getting two goals. You know, if you want to look at like goal odds every week, Ronaldo and Lukaku are always at the top of that. They have not scored, of course. Their their scores in fan charts <laughs> are terrible, but that doesn't mean that they can't do it. <laughs> how many? I mean, everybody can. How, how long do they have to not score to not be there? <laughs> you you, t- you tell me, or you you speak to the the uh, the odds makers. I don't know. <laughs> when was the last, the last time he scored a league goal? Romelu. Oh boy! Genuinely curious. Was oh, it that December twenty nine? I think it, yeah, it was that Brighton. Aston Villa Aston Villa game, no? Aston Villa before that, but yeah, yeah. he scored back to back Villa, then Brighton, and then didn't yes. score before or after. Sixteen points and twenty point five points in his last two starts. I mean, come on now. And that was uh, October second and <laughs> January fourth. Yes. Last Thank three starts. <laughs> <laughs> Last four starts, two, seven point five, two point five, zero. No, no, no. Those oh, those are starts. Wow, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the games where he scored a goal, <laughs> not a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that makes it pretty good. Yeah, I mean yeah. like unfortunately Bruno Guimaraes uh scored that in in a minute, in one minute. He scored more than that, actually. Three. He scored three points in one minute. What a lovely back heel goal, huh? Oh, that was oh so that was so sexy. Disgusting. Are we worried at all about Joe Linton? No, I think Shelby or Willick ultimately make room for the the demigod. Tend to agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Just an unfortunate, unfortunate knock. Okay. Thank God. All right. <laughs> Shall we call it there? Uh, let's let's move on to. Move on to the next one. We got two left here that we'll we'll do tonight. Um, so, <laughs> raw <laughs> at, <laughs> at raw sparkly. Uh, <laughs> Spell that out. R A W sparkly <laughs> raw sparkly, otherwise known as Will. Um, <laughs> he asks a simple Love one: that. Is Mora droppable given how well Kulisevsky is playing? He needs players who double in 29 and play in 30, but he's expecting Mora to be rooted to the bench. He's also looking forward to the pod. Thanks, Ross Barkley. We appreciate that. <laughs> I'm looking forward name. to Ross Barkley playing again. But Love your name, Ross Barkley. That's so amazing, Ross Barkley. Okay, anyway, Ryan, since Ross Barkley is your boy, um, and now you have a new one in Ross Barkley, yeah. what, what's your answer to this? Sure. I think that uh, Lucas, I have to check on his, his um, injury status. I think he's fit. I think he gets one of these um, in the double. So I would, I would hold. But more importantly, game week 30. If he doesn't get either of these and he doesn't start 30, you drop him. Okay. All right. Toddy, what do you think? Or you try and trade him to the Kulusevsky manager. That makes best, sense. Yeah. Best case. As a Kulusevsky manager, I would not strike <laughs> Lucas Mora. So, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd drop him if he doesn't start the first. Okay. Draft lad. Yeah, same here. If he doesn't start the first, I definitely wouldn't risk him in game week 29 because I think there's a real chance he doesn't start either. But I tend to agree with Ryan. Like I would lean that he gets one of the next three. Um, but if you can't afford to keep him and but hope he plays it, one of the three, I'd drop him, like Toddy said. 
But if if that one is the second in the double, then you're not closer to right. Exactly, being, exactly. being helped out by, by how him. early right. is their game in thirty? Because you ideally want to wait until that lineup comes out, just in case he he does start that, and if not, drop him. But if it's late, then that's that's tricky. Um, good question. It is a, it is a late one. It's a late Sunday game. You got it. Not okay. not maybe uh, not the latest, but a later Sunday game. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. Wait. No. Hold on. Match week thirty. Mm-hmm. Um. It is the last game. Ugh. Twelve. Yeah, you're not. You're not counting on him starting unless there's an injury. Yep. But if worst comes to worst, you could always stream whoever's available for for Spurs. Um, you got to think of somebody. Maybe Winks gets a random start. Yeah, I mean, how about do but, this? How about do this instead? Try to stream players who are going to be, who are definitely starting from any of the games <laughs> before that. And then if you're, if you're, it's it, no fun in right? That. Yeah, ex- if you can't find anybody, then go ahead and pick him up on the off chance. Yeah, I think that's well said. I don't. Th- I, th- I think you're going to be super unlikely to find someone in the last game if you're relying on Lucas and he doesn't start just because of its the limited options in thirty. I mean, yeah. I'd, yeah, I still try to trade him. I try and trade him right now, and then, if not, wait till this week kind of presents itself. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Last but not least, we've got FPL Boss at FPL underscore Boss underscore. Give him a follow. He's super, um, super involved. Underscore, super underscore. Super. He's <laughs> a lot of underscore. I cannot underscore enough that you should follow <laughs> FPL Boss. Um, anyway. So uh, he's asking us which, oh man, which of the United <laughs> defenders are worth rostering? Um, Giraffe Lad, considering your um, heavy involvement with the projections and, and the numbers on a weekly basis, I mean, we're all going to be very biased when it comes to this question, especially because I was one who drafted uh, Juan Basaka and went through that whole heartbreak. Uh, so let me go ahead and hand this one over to you for hopefully a, a more um, level-headed perspective. Sure. Let me think for a second here. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a hard question. I, I get that. Almost it impossible. Is. is it? Is it? Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, not for me either. Like, I, I, there's probably United defenders that I'd stream in good matchups, but worth rostering? Like... By by that you mean holding? It's I think potentially yeah, Telos or Delo, right? Yeah, I I think it's just Telos for me because it seems like Delo has mostly lost his spot, so you don't want to be stuck with him not playing. And then Telos, of course, can also lose his spot or has lost his spot, etc. I, I think I think just opportunity wise, if one of these guys was nailed. Yeah, you could hold him, aka tell us. But otherwise, no, I don't think it's worth rostering him over multiple weeks. Yeah. Like the projections are never going to be bad, bad on a weekly yeah. basis. They'll probably be pretty solid. You know, for instance, like against Spurs next week, Tellas, Juan Basaka, Shaw are all around like nine, which is, of course, streamable. Um, but I don't really want to hold them. Right. And I don't even want to gamble on that nine necessarily because, I mean, and it's not it's not anything about the projections, it's just that they could have a mare of a match and suddenly they're they've conceded three, 
you know, and it's just like, and that's well within the range of possibilities for United. So, I mean, <laughs> just like, I'm not, I'm not willing to trust any of these guys at this moment. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. Yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> I never, never have. Never have. Yeah. Well, yeah. you have your strict, yeah, you have your, never your will. strict rule. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Oh. So we have one more question that that was skipped, and I think it's an important one about uh, playoffs. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Um, so uh, I'll give you the name of the guy, um, but an avid listener uh, is asking who, if anyone, uh, would you be looking to trade for uh, with a view to... Uh, gaming thirty six to thirty eight um, for playoffs. Um, I'm living game week to game week. I haven't even thought about that. Right. Oof. I can take that one first if you guys want. Yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, let me um, check. The schedule. So a couple of things I'm obviously thinking about there. One, just the matchups within thirty six to thirty eight, or however long your playoffs last. Um, who's got the best matchups. And then also you, of course, have to factor in uh, who's likely to get, a, to get double game weeks and hence the m- most amount of games within those last three game weeks. So um, I'm looking at both Ben Krellens and also the transfer algorithm on Twitter that does how many expected games you have per team within the week. And if you, if you take a look at that, you'll notice that Leicester are very likely to have one, if not two, double game weeks in the last three as are Everton, as are Chelsea, a little less likely are Everton and Burnley. Um, And then going back to matchups, Leicester and Everton, I believe it is, have two of the best matchups for forwards and midfielders. Um, It's Everton, Watford, Southampton. Uh, Just uh, uh, in terms of matchups, your point. Yeah, yeah. For Leicester, it's. For Leicester, it's Everton, Watford, Southampton. For Everton, it's Leicester, Brentford, Arsenal. All of these teams are playing each other. <laughs> That's why they're so right. easy. And then, of course, they also might get another one or two games because of the double game week. So, yeah, those those couple of teams that we've mentioned, I think, are top of mind. And, of course, you can kind of pick out the studs on all of those teams um, if they have studs. Um, so... James Madison's probably one of the top guys in that list. I know he hasn't started as much recently. I think it's predominantly injury-related. Um, but he's one of the guys top of mind for me. Um, Harvey who else Barnes. are you guys thinking about? Uh, I've been banging the drum on Anthony Gordon for a while. Yeah, yeah I think shot. that's a great shout. And I think he's just a great asset rest of the season with how many games they have and how well yeah. he's been doing and yes. taking set pieces. Yeah, eleven Good. ghosts in a dreadful performance. Plus, yeah, you guys uh, are right. He killed it again. I, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm coming around. I'm not quite a, a resident just yet, but I'm coming around. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't just fan tracks points too. If you took a look at player ratings, pretty much all the Everton fans were slating everyone else except Gordon and all the journalists. Lampard did the same in the, the presser. Yeah, because he's a Lampard guy, right? Because Lampard just doesn't talk about tactics because he doesn't know anything. So the the post match <laughs> pressers are all about. <laughs> passion this guy and, good. <laughs> you know yeah who runs around and and gordon is, is too young to to not do all those things so he's uh he's nailed on i think the rest of the season so what was it about ross barkley then just not young enough <laughs> <laughs> uh, i guess i not. mean ross barkley did play he played some. more under, <laughs> under it's true, it's true. Else. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Oh, man. Unless, wait, are you talking about our listener, Ross Barkley? <laughs> I'm going to follow I, I'm him. I'm right shameful now. to admit that I never realized that, and I have looked at his name many, many times. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'll be following him immediately as well. It's just, it's so brilliant. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, yeah, Anyways, back to the, the playoff the question. Yep, yep. <laughs> Burnley, uh, I think you have your Tarkowskis. You're McNeil, but we talked a little bit about him. Everton, you said Gordon. Calverloon, if you believe he's going to be fit by that time. Who else or, are we thinking? Or good. Yeah, or yeah. good. Fair. But good matchups, good amount of games. Yeah. Chelsea also are expected to have extra games in 36 and 37. Um, so their assets could be useful. Maybe um, a cheeky want... bid for Reese James, who is now out injured. I like that a lot. Yeah. If you want yeah. one Doesn't of these. Doesn't play in 30, out injured. I mean, yeah. if you want if you want a seven-pointer, um, who's going to you know probably Correct. play from, from here out, would be potentially Dewsbury Hall. Ooh, KDH. Yeah. I, I love him. I love him to bits. Same here. 12% rostered. That's, that's... I will I will put him in every waiver article until he gets to 40%. Yep. <laughs> and then I can put him in every streamer article until he gets to 60%. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a deal. It's Rates a deal. itself. Uh, and they'll, and they'll have multiple doubles coming up, right? Draft lad, you mentioned last year. They will, and and, yeah. and and relevant to playoffs, um, just due to being in the Europa and everything, those doubles will be more likely to come later in the season. So, like I was saying, in thirty six and thirty seven, Leicester mm. are pretty heavily favored to have one there, and they also have the second best schedule for midfielders in thirty six through thirty eight. Yeah, Ever- Everton, it all comes together Watford, pretty nicely. Southampton, yep. love it. All right, there it is. Let's go ahead and wrap her up. Toddy, anything to leave the listeners with? Do you want to give them your your pep talk, your your customary? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> every week, every yeah, week. You have to. So, yeah. Um, forget player value. Drop Lukaku, and <laughs> go for, go for the win. Go for the win. Get your wins to get in, get into playoffs. Get your wins to give yourself a chance to um, to to challenge for a title. Because at the end of the season, no one will remember that you you lost a few games and ended up in seventh rather than fifth. Whereas if you if you take a chance now, you could get from fifth to third and challenging for the title for the final few matchups all right ryan final thoughts for the listeners um yeah i can't i can't argue with that um try to be strategic and people usually don't look out more than a week or two um and just looking at the the calendar over the next couple weeks um just try to free up roster spots and sneak in some of these guys that you're going to want um that next week on the waivers that are going to be hot and you get them for free because you have the the roster spots and the the know-how to get them in early so that's that'd be my advice and good luck nice all right and once again thank you to draft lad for joining draft lad final thoughts for the listeners something to uh a bit of parting wisdom to leave them with 
I'd say Toddy and Ryan said it really well. Plan ahead. Uh, chase the wins when you can. Um, and I'd add that use the numbers when you can. Um, I think the projections are even more useful when it comes to double game weeks, but then use a healthy bit of uh, gut when it comes to whether the guys are going to play to or not. Nice. Nice. And, and keep your head up. Let's. I'll just say that. Absolutely. I've been having trouble with that recently. So keep your head up. Try to stay positive. Um, it's normally my forte, but just it's been a it's been a tough run of, run of matches. So um, for my personal mental health, I'm gonna take a little bit of like a step away. I'm not gonna care as much. I mean, obviously I'm gonna set lineups, but you know if you need to do something like that, then that's that's between you and and your own what brain. <laughs> But regardless, right? Like, I mean, you got you gotta you gotta keep your your own mental health in mind. And if if you if it gets to a point where you're kind of taking things a little bit too seriously or taking wins to heart a little bit too much, and it's like ruining your weekend, that's a point where you gotta take a little step back. And and so I think I'm gonna try that for a couple weeks. And uh, I don't think it's it's shameful or anything to admit that. And I'm just gonna sort of focus on my zen and then come on back with maybe uh, some added fervor. All right. It has been uh, an absolute pleasure to talk to the three of you tonight. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Again, if you made it this far, you know we love you. Community, you're fantastic. This has been the KPC. We will talk to you all soon. If you have any questions, start a convo on Twitter and tag us. We will retweet. Love you all. Cheers. Talk to you soon.